Uh, <laughs> well, good morning, uh, guys. If you do not know me, like he said, uh, he has said my name. I am the lead pastor or the pastor of and the church planner of Lake uh, Forest University City, which we are calling U City. Okay, I just want to see if y'all want to clap for that or not. It's fine. It's fine if not. Um, and so, so welcome, welcome. If you are um, at home or at the beach or uh, on your phone, welcome. Uh, thank you for, for joining us this morning. Um, a little about myself. Uh, I am 34 years young. I, I am, yeah, I, I got a woo for my age. I love that. 34 uh, years old, I have, um, I have a beautiful, beautiful family, um, as you can see here. Um, I have a four-year-old son. His name is uh, Roman, and he is the sweetest boy that you will ever meet, but he's also the biggest inconvenience of my life. <laughs> and that's just, that's just facts, right? When you have kids, you love them, but they are an inconvenience for you personally. But he is the sweetest boy. I have been married for about seven years, going on eight years. I hope that's right. Um, eight years, and, um, and I am married a, to a lovely woman named Kimmy, um, and, and I am her biggest inconvenience. Um, so, so we have been, I guess, a couple for maybe nine or ten years now. She is a phenomenal woman. She is a, uh, a mental health therapist and a self-care champion. And um, it's just it's great to see. And she helps me with my self-care as well. So it's great that a person has a wife that says, take time for yourself. Because I heard a lot of wives don't do that. But anyway, it's all good, fellas. Um, but yeah, she is a self-care champion. A little more about myself is that uh, I enjoy hiking. I enjoy being outdoors. I am an explorer. I get energized by just doing new things. One of the greatest things that uh, my son has ever said to me, uh, we were uptown Charlotte. And I remember recently, he was like, Daddy, let's go on an adventure. Let's go exploring. Uptown Charlotte. So you know what I did? He's like this, this tall. I got a scooter. And he hopped on the back of the scooter, and we rolled through the entire Uptown Charlotte. It was the, one of the best days of my life. So simple. But one of the best days, best moments of our uh, relationship that's why. So I love exploring. I love exploring so much that uh, there was this one time when I went hiking with some friends. I was, I was pumped. I'm that guy. I'm usually the leader, right? I'm usually like, hey, let's all go hiking. And so one time we went hiking up this mountain. It was our plan. And so we got a late start that morning. We arrived at uh, the mountain about 3 o'clock. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's really late. And so we got there, and, and so we set our stuff down. We set our tents up, and, and, 
And I said, y'all, oh, oh, we have to go hiking up this mountain uh, before it gets dark. So it's three o'clock. And, and, so, and so we said, okay, let's give it a shot. And of course, usually on these mountain hikes, there are paths, right, that you follow up, right? But I came up with a better idea. Genius. I thought it was. I said, hey, guys, screw the paths. There's the top of the mountain. We're just going to go straight up. Yeah. And so my friends, just, just great friends. Okay, man, we're with you. Great. And so we went. And there were these beautiful paths with beautiful scenery, with nothing there, just enjoyable walk. And I said, no way. We are going straight up through the woods, through the thorns, through the high trees at four o'clock in the evening. Now, that hike was not as enjoyable as it could have been. Have you ever made a decision that cost you fulfillment or enjoyment? Have you ever made a decision that costs you fulfillment and, and enjoyment simply because you wanted it your way and you wanted it at that moment? That could look like many things. That could look like dating a person because you're lonely and you wanted that relationship now. That could look like marrying that, that person that you, uh, you married, but you longed for fulfillment. You weren't in a happy place in your life, and you used marriage to solve that issue. And you realize three or four years in a marriage that this isn't as enjoyable, as enjoyable or fulfilling as it could have been. Because you rushed it. Or, or buying your dream home too early. Where you didn't save up the proper amount. And you went ahead. And you weren't patient. And you bought this house and now your house broke. Wow, this house isn't as enjoyable as I thought it would be. I've done that several times. Several. And you wouldn't call those decisions wise decisions, would you? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's why I'm here this morning. We are talking about wise decision and how it affects our lives. Now, I feel like I come as a reminder. Not anything new, uh, 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 not learning anything new, but I feel like my mission this morning is to remind you how necessary us seeking wisdom is. 
And so that's, that is my attempt this morning. Uh, in order to learn more about wisdom, we have to go to one of the wisest people, if not the wisest person that has ever lived, and that is King Solomon. Now, he was famous for his wisdom, and Solomon, I think, sorry, invented the term life coach. You know, I am actually a certified life coach. What does that mean? I have no idea. But I knew that I love walking with people long term in their lives, and this was a valid excuse to do it. And I believe Solomon was like the first life coach. And he was one of the authors of this book called Proverbs. Uh, See, have y'all ever heard the story of, let's see how I can explain this, Solomon and like his great judgment decision where uh, these women had babies and then one died. Who has heard that story before? Okay, all right. So, Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3 asks God for wisdom. And, and Solomon didn't ask it for himself. He asked God for wisdom to govern God's people well. And God was like, oh, this is nice. You're not selfish. Sure. So he threw all the wisdom at him. Bam, here, wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. And, and it was very obvious that God gave Solomon wisdom because in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 16, there were these two women who had babies three days apart in the same room. Well, one of the women, let's call her Jessica. I'm just giving them names. And the other woman is named Charlotte. But Jessica, babies, and I said Charlotte because I live in Charlotte. I don't know. There is... So these two women, Jessica and Charlotte, had babies. Jessica and Charlotte, they were tired, and so they, they fell asleep, and their babies, they fell asleep by Solomon. Well, one baby died during the night. And Jessica was the mom of the baby that died. And so she wakes up, looks at her dead baby, looks over and sees an alive baby, and she goes and switches the baby out with the live baby. And Charlotte then wakes up, looks down at her beautiful baby and says, hey, wait, this is not my baby. And this baby is not alive. You have my baby, Jessica. And so Charlotte and Jessica goes to King Solomon. They said, solve this issue for us. And so Solomon just whiz, just wise them, wise them, wisdom, wise man that has wisdom. Just this wise guy that says, okay, Jessica, you says that this is your baby. Charlotte, you says that this is your baby. Let's do this. Let's cut the baby in half and let's give each of you a half of the baby. <laughs> Jessica then says, oh man, that's a great idea. I'll take half. <laughs> that sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Charlotte says, wait, 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 no. No. Let Jessica have the baby. Because she wanted the baby to live. Solomon knew at that moment who was the mom of that baby. It was Charlotte. And in verse 28, 1 Kings chapter 3, it says, The people of Israel respected the king when they heard about this decision. They saw that he had the wisdom of God to make the right decisions. Solomon was wise, but Solomon also made a lot of mistakes. He served other gods. He married foreign women, ultimately turning away from God. And that led Israel into this torn kingdom. Solomon had a lot of wisdom, but Solomon also knew what happened when you didn't use that wisdom. So we find out, so we learn more about wisdom in the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs is this poetic wisdom for daily life. You know what? God wants us to have wisdom, right? Did y'all know that? And how do we know that God wants us to have wisdom? Simply because God puts us in situations daily where we need it. That's how we know that we need wisdom. So what is wisdom? Again, I am reminding you this is something that you probably already know. But wisdom is the ability to make the right choices, not logical choices, not things that make sense, but the ability to make right choices. The ability by using good judgment to make righteous choices. Now, now there's a difference between right and righteous choices. Right choices may be right for the moment, but righteous choices has an everlasting effect. And God wants us to make righteous, good, pure choices that affect generations and generations, looking past ourselves not being selfish. Life can be seen as a constant series of decisions, but when you don't know what a decision leads to, focus on making a good judgment, not the right decision. This is wisdom. When you don't know what a right decision in your power leads to, focus on making a good judgment, the facts, the intended desire in God, you put those in the pot, that's good judgment. Focus on making a good judgment and not the right decision. This is wisdom. See, when Solomon did this, Oh, when Solomon made this wise decision, he didn't know the outcome. They both could have said, yeah, kill the baby. And, and then Solomon stuck. Well, I guess I got to kill this baby then. No, Solomon did not know the intended outcome. He had an outcome that he wanted, but he didn't know what was going to happen. 
And the thing about making right decisions, though, uh, that you have to be careful about is that pride comes actually when you make the right decision. But when you make good judgment, you allow God to be in the process. And I like to to say it like this. Actually, there is pride in making the right decisions, but good judgment allows us to depend on God in the decision-making process. So I'm hopping around a little bit, and I want to speak about why we need wisdom. So let's look at the first book of Proverbs, starting at verse 10. And I'm going to read, actually, all of this. And this is a father sharing wisdom to his son. And it says this. My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come alone with us, let's lie and wait for innocent blood. Let's ambush some harmless soul. Let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. Cast lots with us. We will all share the loot. My son, do not go alone with them, for their feet rush into evil. Do not go alone with them. Do not set foot on their paths. Do not set foot on their paths. For their feet rush into evil. They are swift to shed blood. How useless to spread a net where every bird can see it. These men lie and wait for their own blood. They ambush only themselves. Such as paths. That's that word again. Paths. Of all who go after dishonest gain. It takes away the life of those who get it. See, this guidance from father to his son was simple and clear. Stay away from bad people and their evil plans. Don't set foot on their path. You have a path, son. Don't set foot on someone else's because their paths are all about dishonest increase. So why do we need wisdom? In this verse, we need wisdom simply to walk straight paths. That's why we need wisdom. We need wisdom to walk straight paths. And these verses, their paths were 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 crooked. Their paths were bushy. They were thorny. They weren't straight. Listen, their paths may be fun in the moment, but they weren't fulfilling. They're not fulfilling. If any college student is in here and you are looking at your friends walking this path and that, their path looked so fun, their path may be fun at the moment, but it's not fulfilling. God wants us to walk straight paths. Now, how do we avoid these paths? So now we look at 
uh, the book of the Proverbs, chapter 1, verse 7. And it says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. There you go. It's time to go home. This is how we acquire wisdom and avoid these paths. The fear of the Lord, Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now, this simply means give God the respect he deserves. The fear of the Lord is giving God, according to who he is and how you view him, giving him the respect he deserves. That is fearing the Lord. And fearing the Lord, giving God the respect that he deserves is the beginning, it's just the beginning of knowledge. So that is number one, give God the respect he deserves. <clears throat> this is the second way that we can acquire knowledge, get knowledge. If we look at Proverbs, go to the, the chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. And, and, and we all know this verse. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. And all your ways submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. There goes that word again. So, number two, how do we acquire wisdom? Consciously trust God. Consciously trust God. And what this means is this. When you put your trust in the Lord, that, is, that means to lay down, face to the ground, helplessly. That's trust. When you Lie helplessly face down. You are vulnerable to everything else. You don't even know what's happening. This is real trust in God. That's the, and so whenever you do that consciously through your day, thinking about, am I trusting God? Am I being intentional in this moment and in this decision during this conversation and trusting God? This is how you acquire wisdom. Uh, number three says, this is the third way of acquiring wisdom. Throw away your understanding. Throw it away. Why? Because it says this, lean not to your own understanding. Lean not to your own understanding. And what I want to challenge you is not just, not just, Lean, but take your understanding and throw it far away. Throw it as far as you can, because guess what? When you don't understand something, you reach in that cabinet and you say, I don't understand this. I got, I got this. And you reach on that top shelf or the bottom shelf and get your own understanding. But I say throw it far, far away. Number four, invite God into your everyday life and behaviors. 
And we see this. Here it says, in all your ways, submit to him. It is making a choice to invite God into our everyday life and behavior. And if you do these things, that he will make your path straight. And when we submit to him in all our ways, he will lead our path straight into fulfillment of his will into what is right before him and pleasing to us. Here's the thing. When we ask for wisdom, it accomplishes two things. We walk in, in his will and in return it pleases us. And that's the part that we don't actually trust. Is that, is that God wants to please us. Is that he wants to make us full of joy and peace. So, wisdom is less about making right choices or right decisions and more about walking straight, fulfilling paths. I, I was about to, I thought about doing a demonstration this morning. I did. And like, man, I wish you, I really wish I had, but I'm like, I don't know if we have, have time. But the difference between you using wisdom and you're not is this. Let's see if I can accurately uh, describe this. Say that you and your friend are racing on foot or in a car, however you like, I don't know, to race. You guys are racing and you guys are the same speed. Right? And so, and, and you guys are actually starting at the same time. And so what happens is your friend says, I got a good idea. Genius. Like how I went up that mountain. Genius. I know how to beat you and get to the finish line faster. I will run in the zigzag. And you are looking at them stupid, like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know how I can beat you. I'm just running the zigzag. And you're like, what? Well, and I'm just like, the finish line's right there. I'm just run straight, as fast as I can. And this is what wisdom does. Wisdom, so who would win? Who would win? If a person is running zigzag versus a person running it, and the straight line, who wins? The straight line. This is what wisdom does. We live life in the zigzag, thinking that we have a tremendous idea, thinking that we have it all figured out, leaning to our own understanding. We think that running in the zigzag will help us win, but wisdom tells us to run in a straight line. And that line is not necessarily easy, but it's easier. It's not necessarily enjoyable, but you get more joy out of it. This is what wisdom does. It helps us avoid those casualties that we sometimes face, like getting married too early or buying that house that you shouldn't have bought or that car. Wisdom helps us run in 
a straight line. I should have done that demonstration, y'all. Man, I just, I just wanted to see a person run. That's... But here's the thing. But what if? You have gotten this all wrong before. What if you haven't been making wise decisions because either uh, you didn't know how or you didn't know that existed? Or what if you got this wrong? I constantly and have made unwise decisions. And those decisions that we have made has given us bushy thorns. We are off path right now. We are off path. We are in the bushes. We are not enjoying this thing called life that God wants us to enjoy. What if your past decisions, recent or far back, is allowing you to not make, to not enjoy life right now. There is great news for that. Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Not mine. God's ability to manage every aspect of our life is phenomenal. How he can take wrong decisions, how he can take bad decisions, poor decisions, and weave them in and work it for our good, and you look back and say, how in the world did that happen? Maybe you have a friend or a family member who has not made wise decisions. Maybe this message is for them. Maybe this message is for you. Sorry, guys. I don't know. Is this me? Good. The handheld. Uh, uh, maybe this message is for them that they need to be reminded that Jesus covered it. That despite the decisions that they have made, Jesus has already covered it. Man. And everything, good and bad, works together for your good according to God's purpose. See, here's the thing. Guess what? Jesus even died for your wrong decisions. Jesus sacrificed his life for your wrong decisions. Making your destination not contingent upon your decisions 
but his one decision of him dying, sacrificing his life for you. Jesus died for that one, two, three, four, five unwise decisions. And for me, how that story ends of hiking is, although I went up the mountain, although it wasn't the most enjoyable hike, and I got poked a lot of times, maybe some poison ivy, I don't know. I, I could not enjoy the wonderful views that were, were set aside on the side of the mountain. It was getting dark. I was scared. I was fearful. Even though all that happened, guess what? We made it to the peak. And we saw this beautiful outlook. Even though the route was not enjoyable, we still made it. And wisdom helps us enjoy the route. A fulfilling route. Not just for you, but for the kingdom of God. What if we all did a better job of asking God for wisdom? And he makes all of our path straighter. How would our, the community look? How would our families look? How would our future look? How would our kids' kids look? How would their kids live? If I made wise decisions with money right now, my, my kids and their kids could be sad. Because of one wise decision. It's not about a right Destination is about a righteous destination. And that is what wisdom helps us do. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. Thank you for these hearts that are in this room. And I ask you, God, that you redeem every wrong decision. That you remind us that everything, each wrong decision, each right decision works together for our good according to your purpose of our lives. Whatever that may be, and help, to, help us to submit to what that may be. But Father, help us to slow down and ask for wisdom with every decision that we make. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.